Hello and welcome to From the Felt. My name is Ryan Crow and I'm your host. Uh, and with me I have uh, Mr. Bill Hewer uh, out of Houston, Texas. How are you doing? Great, Ryan. How's it going up over there in Austin? Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, just staying very busy. The last couple of weeks have been, uh, since our little trip to Vegas, uh, you know, I feel like it's been a whirlwind. Anytime you go to town for a week or so and like you come back, it's like an avalanche of crap that you have to take care of. <laughs> yeah, uh, same, same over here. Excellent, excellent. And also we have with us uh, none other than Victor Leone. He is the general manager of the Texas Cardinals in Dallas. Victor, how's it going, man? Hey, guys. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great. I think we're all recovered from Vegas by now, right? Sort of. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Getting sort there. of. Uh, we're uh, good times, good times. Yeah, so uh, for those of you listening, we typically go out there uh, once a year with a lot of our senior staff and just have a good time with the World Series of Poker. Uh, this year we were able to go out there uh, with the Global Gaming Expo happening, happening as well. So we got to do both in one trip, so that was a lot of fun. So a uh, little poker, you know, a you know, little uh, you know, peeking into the future of gambling, uh, but uh, had, had a good time. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, uh, Victor, did you uh, play in the World Series while you were out there? No, I actually didn't get a chance to play any of the events. The only stuff I really wanted to play was a little bit before or after we had left. So um, I, I kind of walked around, checked out some, some local tournaments, though, and saw kind of what they were playing, some cash games and stuff. So Yeah. What did you think of Las Vegas this trip being uh, under pandemic restrictions once again? Uh, you know, it wasn't. It's not what it used to be, that's for sure. Uh, but it's nice to see that we're moving in a direction to to get back to normal as quickly as possible. Um, I know we had a little hiccup now with this uh, Delta variant or whatever's going on with you know all that stuff. So, uh, but it's nice to see that that didn't put us you know completely backwards. So that was cool. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was it was tolerable in my opinion. Ryan, yeah. what do you think? Did you uh, was it uh, business as usual for you, or were you a little turned off by uh, the restrictions that they had at the casinos? Look, any time I leave Texas, I mean, God bless Texas. I like I I, I, have, I I forget that people are still wearing masks everywhere, and so every time I go to the airport or anytime I go to another state, it's like masks everywhere. So I'm, you know, I I get it, I do. I, I mean, everyone can do their own thing, but man, it 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 sucks going back to it after you're used to not wearing them anymore. So um, yeah. I was I was when we got to Vegas, like it didn't even occur to me that. You had to be wearing a mask inside all the time there. It was I was just it kind of blew my mind when we landed. I'm like, wait a minute, what? And so yeah. um, I wasn't too thrilled with that, but hey, we had a good time. You know, wasn't the end of the world. Uh, you know, we did it for a year. I mean, doing it, going back and doing it for another couple of days isn't the end of the world. But look, I get it. We want to be safe. I, you know, you know, people. If that makes people feel safe, then I I, I totally get it. And so, um, yeah, no it's, major it's, complaints it's, from me. It's been it's been longer than a year, and our our Dallas location doesn't know a life. Without masks, right? They've, they've know, been right? around for a solid year as of, what, what was the exact date, Victor? Uh, it was actually a year ago yesterday, so. Wow. Uh, yep, October 24th. Yep. I mean, it's it's kind of mind-blowing to think that we entered this world with, you know, COVID and all this stuff going on, and, and we're able to kick it off in during all that stuff, and it's crazy looking back a whole year ago now. I mean, would you say, would you say that location is successful? Uh, I would say at least, uh, you know, I would say it's definitely up there for sure. In a uh, pandemic have... year, it is successful. I wonder what it would be doing in a non-pandemic year. I guess we're going to find out in 2022. You know, it's interesting because it, it makes me wonder, like, you know, is that, could that be hurting us or could it have helped us in some way? You know, there there could be some underlying factors that could have, you know, given us a little head start, you know, amongst everybody else too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to see competition roll in fairly steadily over the next several months. Um, you know, I think for our 
from our perspective, you know, the ability to expand in the Dallas market is important as well because we're essentially at capacity on, on a lot of nights and a lot of evenings. And so uh, that's something we're actively working on, you know, both at the current location and other locations. And so uh, I'm excited about, you know, just the future of poker in Dallas. And so I know there's a lot of things up in the air right now as of the last week or two, and we'll probably delve into that a little deeper in a, in a future podcast. But um, I, I, I mean, we couldn't have, um, you know, uh, asked for a better start, you, you know, to, to, to the Dallas club. And I think, I think the players up there really enjoy it. You know, as long as we, you know, you know, keep everything buttoned up and tidied up and run a good operation and take care of our customers, I think it's going to continue to do well. Um, but, you know, let's don't be naive. Like there's going to be, 10, 15 clubs in Dallas in the next six months. Uh, and, you know, the whole key there is making sure that, you know, people are enjoying playing at our club and not going and leaving us for, you know, the competition. For sure. Yeah, I yeah. definitely agree with that. So what did you do for your one-year anniversary at uh, Texas Card House Dallas, Victor? I would just throw a bunch of money around, just give it away, you know, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you give away? Uh, we're doing uh, $1,200 every hour for high hands. We give away the top five high hand winners. So, uh, it was 500 for first, 300 for second, 200 for third, and then $100 in free time for uh, fourth and fifth. So, nice. so every hour, $1,200 worth of, well, mostly cash, but going out. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was pretty. I mean, I think it was about maybe 12, 30, 1 o'clock. We had about 80 people on the one, two list ready to go. And we were almost full spread by pretty much, you know, the early afternoon. So, wow. That's awesome. Maybe we should, we should have the we should have the one year one week anniversary next Sunday. <laughs> just do it again. Do it again, right? Uh, yeah. So um, and then the one year two week anniversary. Just do it every Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I know, right? Uh, Victor, how, you know, it's been a year since you've been there. I know you came to to Texas a little bit before then. Where where were you before Texas? I, I know you're not a native Texan, right? No, yeah. So, I mean, I obviously came down here originally, started in the Austin location, went to the Rio Grande Valley, and then obviously now I'm in Dallas. Uh, but before that, I was in Maryland. Uh, I was doing, I was actually in Baltimore, which was the Horseshoe Casino up there. Um, started up there as a supervisor in poker and kind of worked my way through the, the poker room. But I also bounced around a lot in other departments. Uh, I was a shift manager in uh, the cage, as well as um, I ran the, uh, the slot op. So, so there's, you know, two different slot departments, which most people aren't aware of that. Um, so one kind of does more with the, uh, you know, basically handling the jackpots and all that stuff and, you know, the, the runners of that, that department. Uh, and then there's the other side of it that does the, the tech stuff where, you know, they're repairing slot boards and all that stuff, which I wasn't involved in. Mm -hmm. Well, wait a minute. When I hired you, you told me you were running the whole casino. Uh, I was running into the ground. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you're way underqualified. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I bounced around a lot of different departments there, which I gained a lot of experience, which was very valuable. But uh, but it's interesting because you know corporate cor like corporate value like of that experience is so much different than small business and and kind of what we're in down here. And I've learned so much more from here too, just from being involved in these processes of opening clubs and seeing how you know raw competition can really be. And uh, it's very interesting and it's been super rewarding so far. That's that's um, that that point that you just made that the. Uh... The, the big corporate, a, a corporation casino can easily overlook and, and ignore its players because it's just so large, right? It, it doesn't have to give them that personal touch. Where Texas Card House and a lot of these small clubs, we have the ability to remember everybody's name, you know, shake hands, uh, you know, see these people on a day in, day in, out basis. And uh, it makes a big difference to people when you can do that. Um, I, I've never liked the new way casinos have been going where everything's on a card and, and, you know, you're basically, you are the information that's on that card. Back when I, when I was a kid, 
I can remember, you know, you'd tip the maitre d' and you'd get a better table, you'd get a better seat in the uh, in the shows. And you know, those days are those days are long gone. But but here at Texas Card House, I feel that we still we still are able to deliver that type of service, that level of uh, you know treating people special. And that's right. that's what keeps people coming back to a place, you know, is where they were made to feel special. No, definitely agree. And I, 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 like, there's a lot to be said about that. Like, there's a lot of, you know, these systems that they're creating, they're trying to, you know, sign a number to every single person and just say, like, they're worth exactly this much, you know. But there's a lot of, you know, in between the lines that, that still has to go on when you're doing these types of businesses with so many people that you're involved with on a day to day basis. And that personal factor is really important. Yeah, I love that about Texas Cardhouse, the personal factor. That's that's a good way to say it. No, absolutely. So, Victor, yeah, it's interesting because Victor actually started – were you just a dealer in Austin when we first hired you on? I can't remember. Yeah, I was actually dealing and I was like – I don't, I don't mean like, just a dealer like bit. I mean like, like, like you were just dealing. You weren't you weren't a dual rate when we first hired you, right? Yeah, because when I first heard of Texas, I was like – you know, I, I was always told that you know there was no poker in Texas. So that's literally my mindset getting into here. And I was like kind of like shocked. I was like I thought there wasn't poker, poker here. But then I saw the website for Texas Cardhouse and I was looking. I was like, man, that's a legit website. Like this is not – you know, some hole in the wall underground game or something. I'm thinking this is like a real company. Uh, so when I came down, I was like, let me go down there and just deal for a little bit and see kind of, you know, get a, get a feel for what's going on. And, uh, you know, that's when I met with uh, James and, and those guys down there and started off dealing and working in the cage and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, it was, it was a cool experience to, to come down here. I was like really shocked because you don't, Texas was very hidden for a while. It was kind of hidden gym, you know, that nobody really knew about. Yeah, yeah, and I remember because I didn't interview you when, you when you hired on to the Texas Card House, but I interviewed you when you were going from being a dual rate there to running the Rio Grande Valley lo- or helping open the Rio Grande Valley location. So I didn't when you were I mean because we have a lot of employees and right now we're we're at like over three hundred and so I didn't I didn't know you personally uh, until that point in time. And I remember being uh, obviously impressed with your with your um, uh, resume and also your your work acumen because you were working with this and obviously I asked around quite a bit. But how has it been for you going from Austin? Uh, then to Rio Grande Valley, another even smaller club, and then to Dallas, which ends up being, you know, one of the one of the largest clubs in Texas. Yeah, uh, that's a good question. It's, it's kind of it was kind of it, it kind of blended. You know, I didn't really you don't really take a you know when things are moving so quickly, you don't get a chance to t- stop and like take a step back and say like you know wow I used to do this now I'm doing this you know. Uh, but over the last couple of days and last week or so, you know, being, being that we're coming on you know came on that uh, one year anniversary that. I did a lot more reflecting and started thinking back to like, man, the first time I did payroll in Rio Grande Valley, I had like, you know, 15, 20 people. It wasn't that hard. You know, now I've got 200 plus employees and I'm, I have to create systems that I didn't even realize were, you know, issues before, you know. Uh, so it's kind of cool to see some of the progression we've taken. Um, but the, the the reality is that, you know, the feel of it all has been the same, though. Uh, back in Austin, when I first came into Austin, it was very family-like, you know, very fam- family-oriented people were you did things that make sense. You know, you weren't bounded to these, you know, crazy corporate rules that say like, you know, you can't swap a shift within two days of, you know, being scheduled or something crazy, you know, for no reason. Uh, so, and, and that's something that I've been trying to keep alive. Even though we're growing, we're getting big, right? I want to make sure that we keep those values the same. And that wait, we're, you, you know, let employees swap shifts? Uh, well, oh, wait, on 
I used to have deputy. I used to be in those deputy channels, and I mean it all hours. This was just for like Austin and Houston, just for two of the clubs. And it was, there was just, I was just bombarded by message after message after message of people swapping shifts. And I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta turn this off. But uh, it's, it's funny because there's uh, like a bidding war. Like people actually like, hey, twenty bucks to take my shift or forty bucks or, it's crazy how the, that that little, it's like a little market in, you know within the within the the company of buying and yeah. selling shifts. <laughs> But, but honestly, that's what makes a lot of like the employees, especially when I, you know, I talk to them pretty often and, you know, I try to get their feedback, see where they're at. A lot of what they love about it is that, you know, there's that freedom to do what they want to do. If they want to adjust their schedules or their lifestyles and temporary fashions or long-term fashions, like we have a lot of avenues for them to, to take advantage of that stuff. So that, that's a perk. Yeah. I right. think one of the things that that's been good over time is like we allow people to take off pretty much whatever time they want. Like if someone just doesn't want to be on the schedule for two weeks, they can block themselves out. And we have the mm-hmm. capacity, especially across clubs, to fill those roles if someone's gone for a little while. And obviously if they're gone for a month, we want to know about it. But, you know, I think the scheduling flexibility helps a lot. And so, um, you know, we, we, we went back and forth so much when we first started rolling out that system, uh, trying to figure out, because when we were a smaller club and you only have 20, 30 employees, if three or four guys leave to go to the WSOP or something like that, like it puts you in a real bind. And so mm-hmm. fine tuning that process has been an adventure all in and of its own. So I can't imagine with 200 plus plus people, I mean, it's gotta be crazy. And you, yeah. you do the payroll and scheduling, Victor, up there? Uh, I don't do scheduling thing. Okay. I, I got, I got, uh, it seems like payroll would take 40 hours itself with 200 plus people. It, it, it's a little tedious. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. uh, you know, I've gotten gotten a lot better at it, you know, as we go on. But yeah, um, but yeah, the scheduling part, man. Uh, so that can get really dicey because you know everybody wants some some sort of you know can't work this, can't work that, don't want to work that, don't want to work this, and man, balancing that for 200 people it gets gets really really sticky pretty quickly. So so I can imagine. So everyone talks about like the the work shortages and staff shortages, and you know, I kind of know the answer to this, but I want to hear your your answers, you know, for the for the listeners. Uh, how has it been for you as far as staffing up and, and getting employees and training them? Like, like how has that experience been for you uh, throughout COVID? Um, so in the beginning, obviously, it was really difficult. You know, people were afraid to come out back into the workforce and stuff. You know, they still weren't sure if it was safe for, you know, some of the COVID scares and all that stuff. But uh, the reality is it's gotten easier and easier as time goes on. Like, yeah. you know, it, in the beginning, I was a little worried. I was like, man, it's tough to find, you know, dealers or, or, you know, floors or any of these, you know, cashier positions or any of these, you know, other uh, auxiliary positions that we have that, that run the club. And um, the scarier part was, you know, it's like, you know, as we started getting busier, were we going to be able to keep up with that? And, you know, because as we got busier, we need to keep more staff there, but we also need to keep, keep them trained as well, right? Yeah. And that means more personal meetings and more, you know, group gatherings. And back then it wasn't as, you know, uh, it was a lot scarier to bring people into a building. Uh, but I think we're at a point now where I feel as if we are more than properly staffed. And I, I still see a lot of these other places having staffing challenges. And um, I, I think it's going to take a big kind of wake up call for some of these bigger companies or even some small companies even to realize, like, you have to treat your staff right to get them to want to work. You know, yeah. and I think that we do a very good job at that. And I feel like we we have a very good open line of communication for our team so that they can kind of discuss and uh, express concerns or any of that stuff so that we can make it a fun place to be at. Has there been much pushback for the, the employees that aren't vaccinated about wearing the masks? I know we've been requiring that. So I just didn't know if there's been any pushback on that front. Uh, not really. I mean, I still think that it's a it's a hot subject regardless. But for the most part, I think that everybody understands, like, look, you know, the goal here is not to be political about this or to, you know, 
you know, question anybody's views on any of this stuff, but it's really just to make sure that everybody stays safe. And um, I think that most of the staff, if not all the staff, really understands that very well. Yeah, and I think for those of you that don't know, I mean, we essentially just rolled out uh, a little program where essentially, you know, we don't require our staff to go get the vaccine, but if they do, uh, we essentially pay them 150 bucks, like a little a little bonus. So if you get vaccinated after your second shot, very similar to what I think uh, some of the airlines did. We just kind of adopted that. We thought it was a good policy, and so, um, you know, hopefully, you know, um, you know, for those that everyone that's gotten it and that gets it, you know, essentially get a little bonus. So. Um, I think that's going to help, you know, quite a bit as well as far as getting people to kind of take that leap to, to, to go and, and, and get the vaccine. Yeah, definitely. Another perk at Texas Card House. Victor, are you <laughs> hiring still? Are you, are, you, are you still looking for dealers? We're, we're always hiring. Uh, you know, we won't turn away an application or anything like that or, or, or discourage anybody from doing so because, you know, every once in a while, you know, we're going to need a position and we have, you know, some, some great talent that applies and, if we have a position for somebody or a spot for somebody that that's really going to bring this, you know, that next level of kind of experience to our team, we, we want to find a spot for them, right? Because our, our goal is to staff with as many good and great employees that we can find because that's what really keeps us going, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, can we always give a brand new full-time, you know, full position to as many people to apply to? No, obviously not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if we could find something that works for that person as well as us, then, you know, we try our best to make it happen. I mean, I'm sure all the locations are hiring. So if you're not in Dallas and listening to this, and wanting to deal for Texas Card House, uh, you can go to our website, texascardhouse.com, and uh, submit your application. Absolutely. I want to know. I want to know about the future now. I saw on social media, I believe it was Facebook, you had a post, and it may have been just today about new tournaments announced, and you had a little bomb on there. Is there a bomb pot tournament coming to Dallas soon? Yes, uh, by, by a lot of demand that we've been getting for it. Uh, it's funny because we actually did that in Austin a while back, and uh, I had to deal it. And I was like, "Man, this is this is crazy!" Like I'd never even I didn't even know what a bomb pot was until I got to Texas. I, had a, I didn't even know what they were saying. I wasn't sure if they were saying bomb or bond or what they were saying. <laughs> and uh, it's funny that we're doing this tournament now, and it's something I really feel like I don't know if it really originated in Texas or not, but if it did, I mean, it is a Texas thing. Like bomb pots are just you know people love those things. So let's just say it did. Yeah. <laughs> we're definitely going to try it. Um, you know, we, we, the first year we've been doing pretty standard tournaments, uh, but this next, you know, round of tournaments that we're going to introduce, we want to start introducing a little more uh, diversity in our tournaments, a little more fun tournaments, a little bit more uh, serious tournaments. Uh, there's, you know, we're working on some cool stuff for the, uh, for the new year when it comes around. So, uh, but that was something we're, we're, we're experiment, or experimenting with uh, this month, actually. I, lo I love bomb pot tournaments. I played a few at uh, the location here in Houston and, on the dealers, they're 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 an exercise. They're a test of, of how strong a dealer is, but sure. they are so much fun. And everybody, uh, nobody really takes them too seriously. They just like to get in and cross their fingers, and that's how you play just about every hand. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I love them, and I know it'll be a huge success up there. Uh, for those that yeah. don't know, do you want to go ahead and just give them a walkthrough of what a bomb pot is? Because you know, uh, there's probably a lot of people that have no clue what you're talking about. That's yeah, yeah that would have been me. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, definitely. So. Uh, basically, bomb pot is just uh, you're, you're basically skipping preflop action. You're everybody's throwing it an ante. You're going straight to a flop. Um, in some fashions, it's just a single board, uh, but in most fashions, I think in, in Texas specifically, uh, it is actually you do two boards. So double you're going to do bomb a, pot. Yep. yeah. So it'll be a double board bomb pot. You'll see two flops, two turns, two rivers. The action is the same once you get to the flop. Everybody anties to get to the flop, and you go back to betting the normal way, whether you're playing PLO or, or hold them, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah, and then it's a split pot game. So the best hand on the top board gets that, you know, that pot, and then the best hand on the bottom board will get the other half of the pot. Yep. And are you guys doing PLO bomb pots or hold'em bomb pots for your tournament? 
Uh, PLO, yeah. So yeah. most of our bomb pots are PLO bomb pots at this point, even through the cash games and stuff. Um, but very rarely will you see a hold'em, but they do come up every once in a while. Yeah, so yeah. Like even in Austin, like they'll be even on a hold'em game, they'll play, and then each round they'll do a PLO double board bomb pot, even on the Texas mm -hmm. hold'em game. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. common there. Yeah, in Austin they were doing hold'em bomb pots pretty pretty uh, routinely when I was down there. I'm sure they faded away from that. I think yeah. the, the PLO gained a lot of traction, but uh, mm -hmm. but I actually like the hold'em bomb pots personally better than than the PLO. Anyways, I feel like they're easier to play. So. All those cards kind of confusing. They're definitely yeah, easier I can't to play. Count that many cards anyway. <laughs> yeah, bomb pots are definitely easier to play. I have lost so much money on those bomb pot uh, PLO bomb pots. I I love them. I still love them. Yep, I still play them every time. <laughs> yeah, what's your buy-in on your PLO bomb pot tournament, or do we know that yet? Um, I don't know that we posted that yet. I could be oh. wrong. I know what we were doing it today. We we're discussing it earlier, but it's it's going to be right around the two to two to three hundred range. Okay. I, I saw your teaser and I, and I knew what you meant by it. It was a great teaser on social media, but I had to ask to see if uh, if my senses were right on that. Sure, definitely. Anything else coming up in the future? Where do you see uh, this, this next year going for Texas Card House Dallas? Your location. I mean, we're going to keep going with our, our big tournaments every quarter or so. Um, you know, I want to see. When's your, uh, next, when's your, when's your, next, when's your next $2 million guarantee tournament? Or when is that? I'm trying to find a way to, to make a $2 million guarantee as soon as possible. So, I mean, the $1 million we got so close, we were 1.8. I mean, if I had maybe two more tables, hint, hint, you know, we could have maybe got there. But I, I know a guy with a bunch of tables if you uh, need tables. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two million has, has that been? Has that happened in Texas? I don't think so. Nobody's broke two million yet, have they? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. If, if definitely, if they did, it wasn't a lot of them. And and the I know Houston that clubs? we got up there. None of the Houston clubs broke it. I, I I thought for sure one of them would have by now, but I, I don't thought, know. I think there was an announced tournament, but it hasn't happened yet, so it's not official. Okay. There's but a I mean, few that couldn't buy it, but... I think what I mean is, has there been a prize... I know they didn't guarantee it, but has there been a prize pool touch $2 million yet? Has that happened? I say no. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I just... I, I don't... Yeah, I, you know, I, um, I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to research I like that. There could have been. I, I, don't, I don't remember hearing it, but uh, I know that there's been some big tournaments because Texas... Absolutely. Absolutely. Results, yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's something we should uh, we should do. I mean, we should try to get... <laughs> Victor, just do that. Let's let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. I know. I know. As I'm asking that question, he's looking at me, going, "Can I do that?" <laughs> so, <laughs> I know exactly what he's thinking. Uh, that's why I asked you. But um, I think so. So right now, um, you know, I think we're looking to take down some more space in that shopping center, and that's going to give us a lot more tables that we can, you know, uh, support bigger tournaments. And so I think that once we're able to do that, we're definitely going to be targeting some of those bigger ones and. And uh, I have no doubt that we'll, 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 you know, in the near future, probably in 2023, uh, excuse me, 2022, hit a $2 million prize pool in, in Dallas. I, I would be, I would be surprised if we didn't. Well, that makes perfect sense. Since it's two zero two two, then you should be doing two million. Thank <laughs> you, of course, yeah. right? <laughs> as far as um, you know, Dallas goes. You know, I would say that uh, you know it is, it is the fourth location of the Texas Card Houses, and you're right. It's very unique that it started in the pandemic. You know, one of the things I think that's very interesting is it was the first club of its type in Dallas, and you know, it's you know one thing that that kind of goes you know unnoticed by a lot of the players is it took it it took a solid two and a half to three years to get that club open, and I don't think people realize that. Like we. I say we loosely. I was in Dallas working with lobbyists, attorneys, and stuff back in 2000, 
18, you know, and like, and like I have emails and stuff of all these people that we were talking to. And it's, it's, it's crazy to see it go from that to where it is today. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, I couldn't be happier with the way Victor's, you know, run the club. I think he's done a fantastic job. Um, I think that uh, the Dallas market is is huge and it can support multiple clubs of our size and, and it probably will, you know, in the near future as competition comes into that market. Um, but I just one, want to say thanks to the Dallas community. I think that, you know, the players have been fantastic. Most of the officials that we've worked with have been great. Uh, and it's been, it's been a tough road getting it open, but you know, you know, the, you know, good things come to those who wait and who are patient and, and take their time to, 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 to get it open the right way. And so uh, I think that, you know, the future's bright for Dallas. You know, I think that there's a lot of things that are that, that are that are kind of brewing, you know, in Dallas right now that we're going to have to navigate through. But ultimately, I think that uh, the Dallas market um, is going to be exciting. When it, it's going to be exciting to see it grow uh, over the next couple of years uh, as as more poker rooms come in and and different things happen in the city. Yeah, well done, Victor. I mean, you've uh, taken on a real challenge and and you've made it incredible. It's uh, we always love listening to our Monday morning meetings and 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 we get to brag about Dallas and then we have to hear from the other three locations. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody's doing great. Texas card house has a strong brand four locations. And, and Ryan, are we, we're looking at a fifth location, sixth, seventh, where, where, where does it end? We're, we're looking at a lot of different ones. It's just not easy. The, the, the places that we're typically looking at are places where there's no other clubs and it's hard to get in the market. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, but, but it tends to, you know, it, it tends to pay off in the long run, you know, um, you know, and so, um, you know, we, we were trying to get into Fort Worth. We've been trying really hard for a long time, almost as long. And, you know, recently a lot of the work that we had done there got unwound by some other clubs, you know, trying to go in and, you know, not not really paying attention to what they were doing and lobbing grenades all over the place. And so uh, a lot of the headway we'd made in Fort Worth just recently got kind of pushed back on us. And so it's it, it could be a while. Let's put it that way. <laughs> we got to be patient. You know, we got to – the key thing is it's all about relationships in those markets and getting to know officials and – Letting them see who we are, you know. The good thing is we have a club right there in Dallas that people can go and visit. Uh, and but even with that, it's 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 proving to be quite the challenge. And so yes, we're looking at other locations. Um, a lot of big announcements coming up over the next six months to a year, as far as the Texas Card House, and even locations in some of the other cities that we're currently open in. So we're excited about that, and hopefully, uh, we'll continue to grow and and provide people with a fun place to play poker. Yes. Victor, tell the audience where those of the, those who are listening who have no idea there was a Texas card house in Dallas, tell our listeners where they can find you, how to find you, where you're at, all that good stuff. So, I mean, we're right off the highway, so 635 and I-35. I mean, it's it's a pretty uh, known location, San Moon Plaza. Um, I mean, obviously, throw in Texas card house in Google. If you're anywhere near here, it's going to take you straight to us. Um, but yeah, we're on 11834 Harry Hines Boulevard. Uh, we're in Dallas, Texas. I mean, we're Great location, easy to get to. You know, plenty of stuff nearby. Uh, you know, plenty of parking. We've got, you know everything. Everything's in this area. It's a really great prime spot for it. You know, um, lots of compliments of where we chose our location, and um, a lot of people were like, "Man, did you guys strategically know that it was going to be like this great? You know, center piece of everything?" And I was just like, "I I assume that that Ryan and the, the team over there did a lot of research when they were choosing this spot, and so far it's painting out to be a very good choice." So yeah, it took Excellent. a long time to find the right spot. Um... A long time. I mean, that was one of the challenges. We had to find a spot where no one was going to oppose our use, not just the city level, neighborhoods, businesses. And so the key there was, was Sam Moon and, and those guys. We actually had them come down and visit the Houston club. They loved it. And once we won those guys over, it made it a little bit easier. And so, um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, I, we, we had a pretty good sense that geographically within Dallas that that was going to be a good spot. Be, being in this area for now over, you know, over a year, year and a half now, I'm not sure, you know, there was a better spot to pick at this point, to be honest, yeah. Well, excellent. Well, thanks, guys. You know, I know this has been a fun little recap of the first year in Dallas. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, obviously, we're going to be following up with a couple more podcasts. We may even dive a little deeper into Dallas in the next one. Uh, there's a lot of things brewing within the city uh, and, 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 their, and, and their stance on poker. So that's definitely something that we're going to dive into a little bit more, as well as a lot of other topics. And so really excited to kind of be back. It's been – how long has it been since we, we, we were doing from the film, Bill? It's been, it's been a year and a half. Yeah, it's been over a year. That's for sure. Yeah, we we took the pandemic uh, season off, um, and which is the time we probably should have been doing them. Right, (laughs) the time they uh, needed us most. We were out. (laughs) We're going to also be talking about the upcoming Texas Card House Poker Cruise that's happening uh, next year in March. That's one of the topics that are coming up. So make sure you uh, look for that launch and listen in. Absolutely, that'll be a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. And that's in in March or April of next year. That's in March. March. That's right. Excellent. Well, excellent. Yeah, actually we, be my first cruise. I know it'll What's be happening? it'll be it'll be mine yeah. as well. First Everyone time on a cruise ship. Wow. Well, <laughs> there's no better first time than a poker cruise because <laughs> you can get you can get easily bored on a regular cruise, but when there's poker, there's always something to do. Nope. That's awesome. That's awesome. Excellent. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, Bill, Victor. Uh, until next time. Uh, any, any last words or anything before we sign off here? You know, I, I do want to say one thing, and, you know, really it's it's, it's shout-out to all the players in Dallas. You know, I've been in this poker world for quite a while, and I will say that I've never seen a poker community so just dedicated to the game. You know, they, these guys are really just, you know, class, I mean, top, top of the line. You know, a lot of these guys come in day in and day out, play all the time. And I've been around a lot of poker players and a lot of poker communities before, and this one's a very a tight-knit community, and it really is enjoyable being in this area. Oh, that's great. That's Texas. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Well, thanks again, guys. It's been great. uh, And I will see you all next time.